Today's episode is geared specifically for business professionals as well as salespeople who are struggling bridging the gap between the human element of sales and leveraging technology. Are you ready to go? I'm ready to go now. Come on, now crank this mother up. Yeah, it's your boys back in the house. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus. You are tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and a very special guest by way of Boise, Idaho. He flew in last night, his first time crossing east of the Mississippi, a previous Southern California native. He is the founder and CEO of Empower LO. He is my friend, Mike McAllister. Mike, welcome to the Loan Officer Podcast. Thanks, man. I'm so happy to be. I, I almost, I almost accidentally said JC just because it, it. You I'm wanted so used to say to JC. You I can, did. you can totally throw in the JC. We're trying to get JC to sit down with us, and we we're going to do like all three of us together. But we're not quite yet fully built out in the new studio. But congratulations, you are popping our cherry. Uh, <laughs> this is our very first episode that we're recording from our new studio in Lake Mary, Florida that is probably two thirds of the way built out, digging the sign that JC has yeah. right right behind us. If you're not on YouTube, JC has found, I'm sure from China, I'm sure he found it on Pinterest, but it's, it's a neon sign that says, they don't teach this ish in school, right? One of our most favorite slogans to lean into. Um, and we're gonna talk about some ish that they don't teach in school because Mike, you've made a career out of becoming a, I call you a marketing technologist, right? You are a salesperson, you're an entrepreneur, you are a marketing expert, but you leverage technology. Yeah. You leverage what's going on in the World Wide Web, especially when it comes to lead gen. And then you coach and teach specifically mortgage loan originators, yep. how they can not necessarily stop doing the human element, but do more of the right human element and then leverage technology to enhance what they're already doing and enhance what they're already working. So 100%. we're going to talk about that today. But before we talk about that, I want the audience to get to know you. All Who right. is Mike McAllister? How did you find your way into the mortgage industry? Yeah. Um, well, I started out in the mortgage industry. It was uh, like 2019, 2000. Um, no, I'm sorry. 2015 is when I started in the mortgage industry. Uh, I was... 21 years old, um, getting ready to get married, uh, selling cars down in San Diego, uh, and sold a car to Jesse Allen. I'm not sure. Jesse is, uh, I believe he's like one of the top three, four executives at AAG at this point, but he was, uh, really high up at bank of America in the okay. mortgage division, sold a car to him, ended up talking to him for three, four hours. Um, just super interested in what, in mortgage and what he had going on. And, um, actually I, I, he said, Hey, let's grab, let's grab lunch after this. And I got his, you know, exchange numbers or whatever. Uh, and then I reached out to him three or four times over the next month and, and kind of got ghosted. But uh, a couple months later, uh, I got a call from him. He said, uh, I'm, I'm so sorry. I've been in the hospital. He was super sick. He lost, you know, 50, 60 pounds. He said, but I've been thinking about you. And I was like, Really? Okay. In a non-creepy way. In a non-creepy way. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. On his deathbed. Um, yeah. So he, uh, he ended up introducing me to a branch manager down in, uh, down in Southern California, um, at bank of America. I mean, I, I know now that I was not really even exposed to the mortgage world through that experience. I mean, uh, big banks have their, 
have their processes so siloed that you can do a job for three years and not really know exactly what that job is or, you know, what a processor is or anything like that. Um, but I did that for about six months before moving up to Idaho. They didn't have Bank of America branches there. So then I, I transitioned to Wells Fargo. Um, and then ultimately, yeah, I, I uh, just wanted to make more money. I wanted, uh, you know, I was making 40 basis points or uh, at the time, average loan amounts were like 150 to 200K in, in Idaho. And so uh, it was either 40 basis points or a minimum of 800 bucks alone. And so I just counted it as 800 bucks alone. This was 2018, so banging out banging out a lot of refi from the book of business, um, but ultimately got fed up with that and decided I needed to step out, make make some more money, and and uh, that led me to the retail mortgage world. So you're a 21 year old car salesman, yeah, who did such a great job for a top producing loan originator that you left an impression that he was like, look, you need to transition out of auto and into mortgage. Yeah. Which, by the way, y'all, that transition works really well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it works. Phenomenal. I have a buddy of mine, Mike Williams, over at Guaranteed Rate. He was able to do it. Um, a really a colleague of mine, Mike David, in Oklahoma, came out of the car business. I mean, he's like one of the top one half of one percent originators in the country, and uh, was able to leverage a a career from auto into mortgage. So you did that too. Yeah. By the way, we're thinking talking about car industry. I had no idea that you were in the car industry, y'all. So I pick up, I pick up Michael from from his hotel this morning. And my whole world was turned upside down. I bought this vehicle for, for my daughter from a car dealership in our local market. And I'm going to give him a shout out. Shout out to... It almost didn't go this shout way. Shout <laughs> out to AutoNation, right? So it's an Acura dealership owned by AutoNation. We bought the car, owned it for 30 days, drove it for 600 miles. And all of a sudden, it needs like five grand worth of work. They stepped up to the plate. They did their right thing. And none of that work is going on my credit card. None of that, none of that work is coming out of my bank account. Um, and it was nice to see the car industry gets a bad rap and it was nice to see a dealership step up to the plate and say, Hey, look, we know you just bought this 30 days ago. And look, I bought it used. It's 10 years old. I had 130,000 miles, but it's understood if you're buying it from the dealership that the dealership put it through its service department, they check, check their, check their T's dotted their eyes. And it has a clean bill of health for us, for it to need $5,000 worth of work. And by the way, I was willing to even negotiate. I was like, look, I was willing to just pay for parts and let them cover the labor. But no, they stepped up to the plate and said, wait, and we've been, we've been clients of theirs for over a decade. We've bought three cars from them. All three cars go there for service. But nonetheless, I just had it not gone my way. I'm sure I would have been on Google and I would have been blasting them. Because it went my way and they did the right thing. I think AutoNation, Acura in uh, Lake Mary, Florida, I think they are, Sanford, Florida, basically Central Florida. I think they should get the kudos. So, and I didn't yeah. know I'm venting on you and you could have totally stepped up and told me, <laughs> hey, by the way, man, I have some insights on this. So anyhow, I digress. Let's get let's get out of the rabbit hole. Let's get back onto the show. So, so you've been in the mortgage business for going on a decade. Yeah. When did you stop originating? Uh, 2000. Well, I, I stopped in, in 2017 or beginning of 2018 to start Empower. And then I started a brokerage at the end of 2019 um, because I had some clients that were going through like UWM's, you know, broker track and all that stuff. And, and uh, it, it looked like an opportunity for us to, you know, take some market share in our home market. We were only limiting ourselves to Idaho. We were called Idaho Mortgage Source to like make it very clear that that was the case. 
Um, but then it, it just, it ended up being too much of a distraction. We thought it was going to improve stuff. We thought it was going to be a, a place that we could test out, you know, different marketing campaigns and stuff. And at the end of the day, I mean, it's just, even if you know how to bring business in like mortgages, is, it's just a tough business. It's not, not easy, not for the faint of heart. So, okay. Um, so we so, stopped. So you were a car salesman turned into a loan officer. You moved from, from Southern California back to Idaho because you were originally from Idaho, right? Yep. So you moved back to Idaho where you decide you're staying in the business, went to work for another bank, left that bank, started up a mortgage brokerage. But in the interim, you founded Empower LO. Yep. And I know you better than most people know you when it comes to business. Now, we haven't become boys yet. We haven't hung out, shared a beer together. I look forward to doing that sometime here in the near future. But I want the audience to know that I can, I can only imagine, so I'm gonna pose this as a question. When you were in LO and you were away from the bank branch where the bank was feeding you, especially refis, feeding you leads, yeah. you had to go out and all of a sudden lead generate on your own. Mm. And you opted not to go the traditional route of let me go call on real estate agents, let me go call on financial advisors, let me go call on um, builders. And not that it doesn't work, but it is a long play. Yeah. It is a forever play. It sometimes takes up to two years to build your book of business. You did something different. Yeah. And what was your different? Because I think this is when the, the, the evolution of Mike McAllister comes into play and how you've become this marketing technologist expert where you work with business professionals, sales professionals, and more specifically loan officers to teach them how to leverage technology in their marketing efforts. Yeah. So for you, am I right to assume or to believe you weren't ready and willing to go after realtors and builders? You want to do something different. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And I think, um, like it's not, it's not because I, I knew the right way to build my business and I just decided I didn't want to do that. I mean, the only thing, like, you know, when you're working at a big bank like that leadership is like, they can only do so much for you. They can only coach you like on so many different things when they were brought up in that same like environment. Right. So I didn't really have the, the guidance other than re realtor relationships it was real like financial advisors wasn't on my radar, attorneys, anything like that. So um, you didn't have access to TLOP online. No, no, you weren't a community member being coached by Gwen Swain and Brian Kimball and Kayla Sharp and Travis Dyson. You weren't doing two calls a month with me. Nope. Because we could have helped you. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay. I might not I might not have ever started Empower, but I would be a kick ass loan officer. Yes. Right? That would be no, really good. There we go. There's our shameless <laughs> plug yeah. for TLOPonline.com. Look, yeah. mortgage loan originators, if you're looking to be less of a mess, if you're looking to learn and be coached and trained by top producers, we have the best product on the market when you're looking at dollar cost average. Look at your investment less than $3,000 a year, and you're getting seven monthly coaching calls, live coaching calls that are then recorded so you can go back and, and watch them in your e-learning platform. You're getting hundreds of training videos that I have created, and it's in your library. Dozens of printable, downloadable documents. These are the same documents top producers and their teams use to run their business, as well as a plethora of other just added value for less, than one commission on one loan for the entire year. Yeah. And I feel like we are like the best kept secret and I don't want us to be a secret. Yeah. I want every loan officer to come check us out. TLOP online, like join the community. And if you're unsure, if you're right for it, if we're right for you, cool. Schedule a strategy call with my girl, Nikki Ray, Nikki at tloponline.com. Or if you go to the website, you can schedule a strategy call and let Nikki give you some free career advice, help get you pointed in the right direction. 
and then help you decide whether or not you're right for our community and our community is right for you. So you didn't have that when you were working for your employer. Nope. So, and I've seen the inside of that, by the way, because I've worked with Mark on this. I like, I love your team. Mark and Nikki are great. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, I like just to continue the shameless plug so that you're not the only one doing it because I want everybody to know from my perspective, somebody that sees this stuff all the time, uh, it's crazy. Like it's like the amount of value that you guys pack in there is almost for, for as little as you charge. It's like, if you charged any less, people wouldn't take it as seriously as you need them to. Correct. It's like that, like that, that threshold where it's like, yeah, we've, we've already been valued at over $6,000. We're currently only, only asking for a $2,000 a year investment, Crazy. but I promise you we have two pricing increases that are going to happen this year. We're going to go from 2025 and 25 to three. And by 2025, we'll probably cap out at right under four grand. So that way you're still getting a six plus thousand dollar value for $4,000. Yeah. But right now, like today is uh January something of 2024, you can get in for under two. Yeah. It's going to be Crazy. three. So that's why I said three, but yeah. I appreciate your kind words. So let's get back yeah. to the show. Yeah. So getting back to the show, kind of figuring out who is this guy, Mike McAllister? Why did Dio have him on the show? Why did he fly all the way from Boise, Idaho to central Florida? Um, and what value are we going to bring? Because we need to bring value to these people. You're a loan officer who, who wasn't ready to go call on realtors, builders, and financial advisors the traditional way. Right. Maybe because you weren't, weren't coached to, but that's irrelevant. Yeah. What did you decide to do to lead generate? Because that gets us to where we're going. 100%. Yeah. Um, when I, like, I, I it actually started with reading uh, The 10X Rule by Grant Cardone. Have you, are you familiar with that book? I'm familiar with Grant Cardone, and I think I've read Obsessed, but I haven't read The 10X Rule. I don't Rule. endorse the dude by any means. He's, okay. a, he's a nut. Okay. But this book changed my life, The 10X Rule. Um, and it was essentially, I think there's a new book out that's, that's similar in, in concept. 10 X is easier than two X or something like that. I think is the, is the new one, not by Grant Cardone that I would probably push people towards. Um, but basically it, it caused me to realize that like aiming for aiming for a hundred grand wasn't going, aiming for making a hundred grand in a year, wasn't going to result in me making a hundred grand. Um, and it hadn't for the last couple of years in order for me to make that kind of money, I needed to set my sights at something ridiculous, you know, and, and 10X rule would have said, set it at a million. I set it at 300 grand. Um, and that's what really drove me leaving the bank because I did the math and it was like, okay, 30 loans a month. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I'm going to do that anytime soon. Um, so, uh, I went left, uh, to go into the retail world. I got. I, I passed my test and quit the same day, but our department of finance was backed up um, by like a month and a half. And I had no idea when I submitted for this. Oh, typical of an entrepreneur, <laughs> right? Which is good because you're focused on getting shit done. Right. But ah, there's some details. Yeah. And the details are like, oh, you passed, but it's going to take the state six weeks or if you're in New York, six months yep. to actually process the paperwork. Exactly. So you found yourself stuck in mortgage purgatory. Yeah. hundred You were out of a job because you already resigned for the bank, yep. but you couldn't onboard with the brokerage because you, you hadn't gone through all the proper paperwork. Yep. Okay. So then is that when you had the idea for empower LO? Yeah. Well, that was when, um, no, actually not empower LO, but, um, I read uh, mortgage. I, I kept reading books. It was like, okay, what can I do other than to like read and learn and grow? I read mortgage marketing manifesto by my friend, Andrew Pollack, okay. um, who's the founder of lead pops now rebel IQ. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't know, Andrew. You can, know. can you, can I will you change introduce that? you. Please change 100%. that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, great dude to know, uh, great technology. Um, 
technology changed my life, continues to change loan officers' lives. We use it. Um, yeah, and we we'll use uh, Lead Pops. I think Lead Pops. Yeah. Bonzo Lead Pops. Uh, yeah, both both of them both, probably. Yeah, yeah Lead yeah. Pops does like the and it's their Rebel IQ now, but it's um, basically like gamified lead forms that you put on your website that make it more likely that leads are going to convert instead of just putting empty form fields. It's those cool like slideshow animated effect of like, oh, you know what I'm talking about? I need to learn more about that. Right. Yeah, I need to learn more about that. Okay, Sidebar. so keep going. Sidebar. Side so, note, so, yeah. so you were reading books. Yeah, so I was reading books. Mortgage Marketing Manifesto came out like within months of this happening, thank God. Um, and in that book, he taught like he's basically talking about internet lead generation for mortgage and how lending tree did it how uh quick, you know rocket mortgage at the time bank it was rate. quick and loans yes. bank rate zillow. zillow yep exactly um and it was all through internet lead gen now in in this book i'll i'll say in this book he says uh you know that the hype was around facebook ads i don't know if you remember back in 2017 2018 facebook ads got really big for yes. loan officers they were you know everybody and their dog was selling a, a facebook ad course of some sort and he was still, he was like a, a, probably one of the originators of that movement. Um, he said on, when it comes to Google, if you don't, if you have less than three grand a month to spend, don't do it. Well, I had, I've had a computer in my room with internet access since I was five years old because my dad, my dad was 17 when I was born. Um, single dad raised me with a computer basically. Um, and so, and Google was one of those things. Like I remember 2000, 2001, Google, like, I was really good at Google searching and to be good at Google searching, you knew how to use quotes and modifiers, plus signs and all this crazy stuff, right? So Google has just always made way more sense to me, like set up shop where people are searching. And so despite the fact that I read in that book, hey, if you don't have the, this money to do it, go to Facebook ads. Um, I tried on Facebook ads and the lead quality was just garbage. And coming from the car business, I was, an internet car, I was in internet car sales, so I worked internet leads. I knew the difference between a good lead and a shitty lead, and the leads that I was generating on Facebook definitely fell into the category of the shitty leads. Um, and so, uh, so basically, I started dabbling with Google ads as soon as my license went through. I set up my landing page and all this stuff. I was so scared to get in trouble that I wasn't gonna run an ad, I wasn't gonna spend $1 on an ad spend until my license went yeah. through. But when it did, I was ready, and I had set aside you know, a grand, um, set aside as in left a thousand dollars on a credit card. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. Facts. Uh, um, and, uh, and yeah, no, right away. Um, I got, I got lucky to be honest with you and we can go to the technical details as far as how that turned out to be luck. Um, but basically I, I threw the book that I was reading on Google ads in the trash and just started throwing money at, at it. And, uh, month one, I, I generated like 60 leads for 12 bucks a piece or something and, and, uh, got applications from 10 of them and then ended up closing a couple of those. Uh, and that just like, at that point it was like, I'm throwing gasoline on the fire. I'm aiming for 300 grand. And, uh, and I just, I grew really quick. Um, got to a point within six months of starting at that place where I was closing eight to 10 deals, qualifying for my LOA, getting recruited. Um, and then having, and you know, my company at the time didn't know about the marketing that I was doing because my branch manager at the time said, beg for forgiveness, don't ask for permission. So thank you for that. Um, but it was nice to be recruited and then have people ask about the internet stuff that I was doing and, and be willing to like pay for it. And so, um, yeah, all that stuff happened. I ended up uh, making a move to another retail lender, um, because of that like doting process and it just didn't work out in the first few months. And that was the point that I was like, that I had two LOs in that branch that were like, yo, I know you can do this internet lead stuff. Can you set this up for me? And they offered to pay me five grand a piece. Um, to do it, just to set it up for them, teach them how to run it and walk away. 
Uh, and so that was, that was April of 2018. That was the start of empower. I sold my first funnel on April 1st. I closed out my pipeline in like May or June and just never looked back. Wow. So you were like, look, I can sit here and make 300, 400, 500 grand a year as a mortgage loan originator dealing with borrowers, dealing with realtors, dealing with listing agents, dealing with sellers, or you're like, or I can really lean into what I'm good at, what I love doing, which is lead generating online yeah. and do that for others. Yeah. And I'll let others make 300, 400, 500 grand a year. And I'll look to make that same money, but I'm going to do so just focus on the lead gen aspect. That way I don't have to interface with the borrower, with the agents, which by the way is a turnoff for a lot of people in this industry. It's not that they weren't good loan officers or they didn't love the industry. It's just, they didn't like that part. Yeah of customer service. I, re I refer to it as like, uh, and this is this is the difference I think between like me and somebody who's a good loan officer is I refer to it as like emotional baggage. Like it's like you what you just said, described as customer service. I looked at it at the time as like, man, I've, I've closed three or four loans a month and now I've closed eight to 10 loans a month. And even though, you know, I'm making 150 basis points on the eight to 10 loans a month and, and, and making good money, I'm stressed through le at levels that I've never been stressed before. Yeah. Um, so that was really the turnoff for me. Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. So um, let's look at this then. First, before we we kind of go into the final chapter, right? Get into the, the juice, why people tuned in. Yeah. Um, you still, today, you make your living helping loan officers like me generate leads online. Yeah. So if I was a loan officer, and I was like, you know what? I, I love my past client database. I love calling on realtors, but I want to add more. I will tell you, reach out to Empower Ello, reach out to Mike and his team and just inquire, right? Inquire, not just because it's not about just buying the leads, it's having the right system, having the right scripts, and then being coached on the best practices. And you have clients, I know you talk about your 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 one client out in like Kansas City, right? Tucson. He's, Tucson? Yeah. The, the number one USDA lender? Uh, or is that, no, no, no. That, that's not you. No, Tucson. Uh, so I, I have a client in Tucson. That's a fairway branch. Okay. Um, that, that right now in this market and, and with his dialed back ad spend, he's closing between 10 and 15 loans a month straight from our leads. Um, but at peak was between 20 and 25 and we blasted Facebook ads with him. And so I think that's where a lot of people, Oh, would... you use Facebook ads oh, so a minute yeah. ago. You're like, nah, no Facebook ads. Oh, there's Let's a, go Google. There's a big difference, right? I mean, it, like, like when I'm selling lead gen to loan officers, I can manufacture intent when it comes to buying a house. Like if some, like, Buying a house is the American dream. Everybody wants to buy a house someday. And so to try and catch, like to try and interrupt people with that marketing versus catching people where they're searching, it's a, it's a losing proposition. In addition, I can't control the volume of people that are searching for my services, right? I can't, I have zero influence over that. And so what do I, what can I do? I can market on Facebook. I can market on TikTok. I can do YouTube. I can do stuff like this in order to drum up more search activity. I'm running Google ads too for our business. But if there's not people searching, we don't get anything from that. That never happened. They, I've been doing this in mortgage for six, seven years now. And that has never happened in mortgage where people just stop searching for how to buy a house. And so um, it's always been a, a winner compared to any other media okay, source. Okay, so this is like a whole nother like episode. It may be like we have you come on and do a TLOP exclusive. And TLOP exclusive is something we do for, for anyone in the mortgage industry where I bring on one of my friends from the outside 
and they do an event exclusively for us. Like that's what makes it exclusive is that, look, you're doing this just for the TLOP community. People who tune into the show, follow us on LinkedIn, follow us on TikTok, follow us on, you name it, Instagram, Facebook, the whole nine yards. Yeah. Um, maybe we can get into that. Cause I would love for you to teach any loan officer who is interested how to the, the, the right tactics, techniques, tips, strategies to spend money on ads and actually convert them. Yeah. Because I know a lot of loan officers have spent money and converted nothing and then they get dejected. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you have some really good do's or don'ts and we probably won't be able to do that on, on today's episode. Yeah. But would you be willing? Yeah. Would you be willing to come on and do a TLOP exclusive? Like we just had on Dr. Christy McMullen. She did an amazing job of teaching people how to make sure their presentations don't suck. Uh, next month, we're gonna have Kyle Draper come on. Kyle's gonna, gonna teach us what is working when it comes to leveraging your brand on social media and video marketing. Shout out to Kyle, by the way, that episode that you just did with him was sick. I've, yeah, I've I, never I love me Kyle some Kyle talk, Draper. He's good. Um, awesome. And then and then next month, the month after, why not have you on? Maybe before we have Barry Habib on yeah. or Dave Savage on, we have you on and you can specifically talk to, hey, loan officers, this is gonna be for anyone who's looking to spend some money, generate leads, and then what can you do with it? Yeah. Um, because that's essentially what you do now. Like if you want to empower LO, E-M-P-O-W-E-R-L-O, Empower LO is their entire service, right? Concierge service right. of we will generate the leads, we will sh show you the technology to incubate and We actually have techniques. two layers to it. So, okay. so what we're talking, you know, the, the third chapter, you know, what we're talking about really pertains to I, so essentially we, the lead gen is an addition to the hands-on like management of the database, CRM, et cetera. And so, um, so a lot of our clients don't use us for lead generation. I mean, we're talking about bridging the gap between technology and, and the human element of sales. A lot of those really good salespeople have no interest in working internet leads, but they still need technology to manage the database that they have and market the database that they have. I love that. Okay. So now it's time to transition. <laughs> so just know, because like I'm learning something new today. Yeah. You know, I think of Mike McAllister, I think of Empower LO and I'm like, cool. If I wanted to have 20% of my business or 20% of my leads be leads that I generated online, you're the first phone call I'm making. Right. Like literally the first phone call, by the way, for certain LOs, I would say for me, if I'm coaching you, the more established LOs, the LOs who are already closing three, four five loans a month, who are already generating 20, 30 leads a month on their own. And you want to add to it, you want to diversify your lead portfolio, right? Yes. Take some of your marketing ad spend and contact Mike and his team and look at it. Right. But I love the fact that you're like, no, listen, I have clients that don't want our leads, yeah. but they want our experience. They want our scripts. They want our technology. Yep. So let's talk about bridging the gap. Yeah. Let's talk so. about bridging the gap between the human element of sales and leverage technology. Yeah. So when I first started uh, generating leads, when I, when I built the system that I built for my business, um, it was a very, like very transactional, very like, I need to close this many loans and I need to get this many applications to do that. Not really paying any attention to the, the potential for long-term business. I just, I wasn't thinking that way. I was thinking I need to make this much money this year. Right. So who cares two, three years from now? Um, and uh, most of the clients that we worked with were in the exact same boat. Most of the clients that we worked with, um, they were drawn to our, the model that we were preaching because it supported that transactional mindset that they had and, and they didn't have to invest in relationships. Yeah. Um, so they weren't looking for a lender for life. You weren't positioning yourself to be their lender for life. 
their transaction was one transaction, churn and burn, let's get paid. Not really noticing, well, wait a minute, if I built a relationship, this could be one transaction today. It could be another transaction in four years, another transaction four years after that. And oh, by the way, they could probably refer me to their friends, family, neighbors, et cetera. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yep. I'm following you. And and it's not that it's not that the leads didn't have the right mindset. It's that I didn't have the right mindset. Right. And then loan officers, when we started offering the same system of like, Hey, generate the leads, we'll teach you how to follow up with them. We'll coach you on closing them, et cetera. I mean, we only tracked our conversion rate inside of 120 day window because we were that committed to like closing business right now. Um, and what we found, like our, what we found over the last couple of years is that our clients that have stayed on, um, you know, we have two of our first, three of our first 10 clients that we ever had are still clients today. Wow. Um, from back in 2018. And, and we have other clients that aren't in that, in those three, um, that have blown this system up beyond anything that I ever could have done. And it's, it's amazing to watch, but the difference between them and how I was back in the day and any client that's come on, closed a few loans left or never closed a loan and left. The difference is, is that the long-term mindset that they've held, that they've held and bridging that gap, right? Full circle, bridging that gap between like being a good quality relationship driven salesperson and then using technology as a way to like bolster and amplify those efforts. So let's talk about that. Walk us through, what do you mean when you say bridge the gap? Those that are doing it at such a high level beyond your belief, right? Better than even you, when you were doing the system for yourself, what are they doing? Because we all can learn from them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think like for me, the easiest way to explain this is, is to like, uh, to point to the type of loan officer that they are. Right. Because we all know, like if you're in the mortgage industry, you know, different, you know, different loan officers and how they handle their business. Basically what, what I identified is those clients that have done the best are the clients that you wouldn't have thought that they were investing in lead gen because they do all the right things. They do the lunch and learns, they do realtor meetings. They're heavily focused on, on building referral partnerships. They do all of those things. And they're just looking at what we do as a way to amplify that or like inject some steam into it. Right. And so, so our best clients are clients that have a fully functioning mortgage business that is independent of what we do. And then they do, and then they add what we do. And now all of a sudden their communication gets sharper. Their, um, their, their lead gen is better that they, they Cons uh, they generate direct to consumer leads. And so they're able to refer those out to their agents and build, you know, and continue to build those relationships. So as far as like what it is that they're doing, they're focusing on the relationship. They're focusing on the human element that is sales. They're focusing on, on all that, like every old school sales book that you read that, and, you know, how to win friends and influence, influence people like back to the basics. Like they are obsessed with that stuff and technology. It, it, it's like, Technology is an afterthought. Technology is like, oh, okay, cool. Let's let's level this up a little bit versus the how I was and the clients that I've had that don't do as well. Look at it. Look at as the tech. Look at the technology as an alternative or as a different way of doing their business. Yeah, it's, for you, technology was the only solution. Right. You were like, I'm not willing to build relationships. So therefore, and you're saying no you need to be building relationships, but you also need to be leveraging technology. So let me, let me hit you with these two questions. Yeah. When you look at someone who is just leveraging technology, like what are the, what are the two things you would tell them today, go do this and this and you'll be better because maybe they're leveraging technology, but they're missing the relational. So what would your advice be or what would you coach them to start doing? Um, first thing that I would say is like, 
go set up face-to-face meetings with the top 10 agents that engage with you on Facebook. Okay. That's the first thing that I would say, or on social media. That's on social media. Thing. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. So like, cause these are loan officers who are closing loans on a monthly basis, but they're not relational, which means they're probably solely using the leads that they generate, whether it's through Facebook, like Facebook leads, not, not organic leads you generate because you're working. That's a whole nother ball of wax. Right. Right. right? But these are like, no, 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 I'm running Facebook ads. Right. Or I'm, I'm using SEO or I'm using Google pay-per-click. And these are cold leads that are coming into my funnel and I'm just hammering out calls and I'm working them. The very first thing you would say to that person who is trying to become more relational would be look at your personal Facebook page, who is engaging in your content and get to know them better. Yep. And right. if you don't have anybody, then, then, then you need to Take start a step, step backwards, one. Yep. Right? Start at step one and yeah. have a Facebook, a personal Facebook page where you're posting. Yeah. And consistently you're sending out friend requests. Oh, yeah. you sound like uh, other people I've talked to that are pretty successful. What's one more thing you would tell that person who, who loves the technology, they get that aspect, but they're needing to do more relational. Um, hire, hire people that balance you out. Um, so for me, like our company has become what it's become because I've hired people that share the same obsession of like serving people but where, you know, like on a disc profile where I'm a high D, like couldn't be higher on the D scale and nothing else. So I'm super direct. I'm super down to business. Like I know that that doesn't resonate with my audience and that, that my desire to help people doesn't come across because of how I communicate. And so I focus on hiring people for customer facing roles that have more of that empathy, more of that, like ability to communicate uh, with people in such a way that they feel the care and they feel, um, yeah, respected. Okay, I like that. So so build out your team and hire for your deficiencies. You know, where I thought you were gonna go or I would have gone with that question is you're closing transactions. There are buyers and listing agents a part of those transactions. Yeah, for sure. Like if you did a good enough job, that's worth a phone call, that's worth a meeting, yep. and then build upon that. Yep. Because I've seen loan originators become successful, those that were dominating the tech space when it comes to their lead gen, um, and they had all the, 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 the funnels built out and the text messages and the slide dials and the, and the emails going out. But once they got a live one, then it's a matter of transitioning from transactional into relational. And those that do it well, the high earners, the high achievers, they do that well. Yeah. And those that don't, it's because they get very content with churn and burn, baby. Yep. Churn and burn. I don't need to call that listing agent to introduce myself. I don't need to return that buyer's agent's phone call. Yeah. And it's like, wow, you're you're leaving just money on the table. 100%. All right, so let's flip the script. Yeah. By the way, this is why you're you and I'm me. <laughs> so like, uh, that would probably be number one, yeah. right? If in hindsight. Um, so yeah, I'm glad uh, you shared that. So, so <clears throat> if I am dominating the relational space, which by the way, that's the majority of successful sales professionals, whether it's real estate, whether it's personal advice, uh, personal advisory, personal finance, holy cow, uh, life insurance, or being a loan officer, right? We we tend to have a COI that refers us, past clients that refer us, or a, a dozen or two dozen good business professionals that refer us, loan officers, those would be your realtors, right? Um, for those people, what advice are you giving them to teach them why and how they should be leveraging technology to enhance what they're already doing? 
Yeah, yeah, and this is this is where the money's at, right? This is where so many sales sales professionals have the ability to grow. And and to me, like this, like step one is get all of your database in one spot and and get like a source of truth, so to speak, for your database. So most sales professionals that that we talk to, most mortgage professionals that we talk to, when we ask them like, okay, hey, where, you know, what are you doing with your database? Or, or you know, how many p- people do you have in your database? And it's like, oh, well, I've got these people in Encompass. I've got these people in this CRM over here. Um, I've done a, a little bit of lead gen over here and I've got like a CRM with some leads over there. Um, and there's not like this centralized agreed upon, like this is my database. Um, and I would say that is step one for any for anybody that is amazing at the, the relational aspect of sales um, and has been able to do so without technology is like get organized with your database. And then the step step two is then putting that in a system that allows you to market as uh, efficiently as possible, meaning um, you don't if you're a relationship type of salesperson, if you're a relationship driven salesperson, there's probably a reason that you haven't implemented technology up to this play, this point. And I and and what we've noticed is like the best loan officers are the latest to the party when it comes to technology. And there's something to learn from there a lot of the times. And I, I'm sorry, that, that was a generalization. That's not always true, but a lot of the times that's that's the case. Um, and so what what we see is if we can get those loan officers instead, or if we can get those sales professionals to use a platform that makes it easier, significantly easier, like um, being able to plan and post your social medias, your your social media posts from one location for all of your different social media, um, being able to have that in the same uh, same system that your database is being held, the same system that you send your email marketing out, same system you track your pipeline out, like. The, in order for a non-technologist to use this level of technology, it's got to be simple and it can't be 72 different logins. It's got to be one location that I can jump into and do all that stuff from. So you're speaking my language right now. The one thing that I've done, and by the way, any branch managers tuning in or executives, divisional executives or CEOs, I'm going to give you our hack. Like how was I able with my two business partners to grow from a branch doing 40 million a year to a branch doing 80 million a month? without ever having a recruiter working for us full time, systems and processes, but systems and processes that give or allow loan officers to do that. And here's what I learned. And I do have a system that if someone came and worked for our group, they could tie right in. We even have a sales support administrator who does it all for them. Because look, I was once a generic vanilla LO I was not gonna log in. I was gonna forget my password. So I had to build out a system that was dummy proof or what I call a Dustin proof. But um, once we recognized, A, do you have a database? Like we know when we're onboarding LOs, we know if they're gonna be good or not based on do you have a database. Even rookie LOs should have a database of their circle of influence or they should be able to put one together. So whether or not you have a database to me lets me know where on this spectrum are you gonna land in terms of average producer, top producer or mega producer. But through trial and error, I was once that guy who, yes, we had these amazing systems and processes and automation. And I mean, you're talking about text messages that go out, a 270 day uh, prospect campaign, a a 14 touch point in process campaign, a post-closing campaign. I mean, everything that, that you teach, I have learned to live. But at one point I was using an Excel spreadsheet 
for my lead tracking. I was using, um, I'll share it. I was using top of my network basically for in process and post closing. I was using encompass for pipeline management and I didn't really have a good place to manage my realtors. So besides on my lead tracker, that was an Excel spreadsheet. I was using four different tracking systems until I finally found one that's wait a minute, how can I go ahead and have it all in one system? And then you're talking about a system again, not for today's episode, but like my system doesn't even incorporate what I can do on social media. Right. Right. And your system like, Oh no, we can even incorporate social media posting, which I think is pretty awesome. But I think the advice that I was looking for that you gave and I'll paraphrase and summarize was if you're dominating the relational aspect, like you and relationships, you're on point, but you don't have a database, you're missing out. If you don't have automation marketing to your database, you're missing out. If you're not using something to market to your in-process loans and to your post-close loans, like you're just missing out, especially when it's not engaging with what you're doing on social media. And you're probably telling people like, look, you've, you have the people who have the relational as the relationship, I call it relational, yeah. but the relationship aspect figured out have to be the hardest part figured out. Yes. They have the hardest part figured out with a little bit of extra effort, right? Getting 1% better per day for like 90 days. You could take your business up 20, 30% yes. without there being much more effort. Right. Like the people who have dominated the tech space, they still have to learn a new skill set. Yep. And by the way, you need to learn a new skill set. Yeah. Um, because what I love about the relationship is that's the hardest thing for technology to take away. Yeah. But with technology changing, Facebook changes their algorithm, Google changes their algorithm, AI comes in, uh, new players come in, new disruptors come in. If I'm on strictly technology, I constantly have to be on the balls of my feet, my head on a swivel, looking to pivot. Yep. If I'm relational, that's my name. It's my relationships. They like me. They know me. Regardless of what name's on my business card, they know me. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Yeah. I'll get off my soapbox and stop preaching. Um, what else? So the first thing you told the person that I heard that is very relational when it comes to, to, to leveraging technology, you're going to start with a database. Yeah. Right. That's, that's step number one. What's the second piece of advice you would give that person who dominates relationships but doesn't dominate technology? Yeah, I think, well, the second piece was the, uh, like using a, uh, platform that allows you to market to like all from one location. Okay. Right. Like, okay, and so, have that be your same as your database. Okay. Right? So have a database, right? Uh, my market business too. partner, he's a mega producer in the industry. Mike Smalley. I love this. People always ask Mike, what's the best CRM? You know his answer? The one you use. The one you use. Yeah. The one you use. And I'm to me, when that. you say database, yeah. that's CRM. Yeah. In a way, right. In a way, if it's an Excel spreadsheet, it so could be beyond, a spiral notepad. Beyond the system, beyond the tech. Okay. Right? Um, beyond the tech, I would say like use the tech at that point to create more of your most meaningful connections that you have. So if you're a successful relationship driven salesperson, then you should be able to identify the top five activities that you do on a monthly basis that are belly to belly, face to face, maybe it's a phone call, Zoom call, whatever it is, you should be able to identify the five activities that you do, whether it's showing up to closings or uh, it's a closing gift after, you know, after the sale or it's, you know, the BNI group or whatever it is, like use the technology to allow you to create more of that, meaning you automate the stuff that takes away from your ability to add personal. So when you're talking about mark, marketing campaigns and stuff like that, like, you know, a lot of people think that all of a sudden you're like, in order to implement this technology, you're, you're just flipping your business upside down. You got to do all this stuff differently. No, 
I mean, if you're, if you're not comfortable with automated communications, you don't even have to use automated communications. You can use automations instead that are tied to tasks that you have to complete. Right. But the point is, is you focus on the things that got you to where you are and those things that have made you successful as a relationship oriented salesperson. And then you figure out, okay, how do I automate everything around that to create more of those interactions? Yeah. Cause you're trying to become boring. You're trying to become streamlined. You're trying to become predictable. And what I love what you just said, and I don't know if the entire audience picked up on it, so I'm going to repeat it. You don't have to use automation, meaning I don't have to have an automated text or an automated email that goes out during the set milestone, but I could use technology to automate a reminder to me that, hey, this milestone just happened. You need to call so-and-so. And by the way, here's the script to use. Exactly. Like these are what people that are going next level are doing on the day in, day out. Like I think I shared this earlier. I'll share it again. I would love to see a above average to top producer, someone who closes five to six or 10 to 12 loans per month consistently in today's market, the 2023, 2024 and beyond market. I would love to see that person who has a past client database, simply uploading your database into Facebook and running targeted ads to just those people at three bucks a day, that, five bucks yes, a day. That's, that's something that take. you're not doing, yeah, but we all know that we did loans for people over the past two years that are going to want to refi to a cheaper interest rate. Yep. We know that we did loans for people five years ago that have been locked in that are willing to give up their three and a half percent rate for a five and a half percent rate once rates get there. Yep. Right? We know that we did loans for people that have tons of equity, but maybe there's still a little bit of a financial strain and they need to do a debt consolidation loan. Yep. And yes, we can pick up the phone and call them on their birthday, which we should. We can pick up the phone and call them on their, on their mortgage anniversary and offer them an annual mortgage review, which we should. But for three bucks a day, we could also have our lovely face and likeness and contact information popping up in their newsfeed. Yep. All because we leveraged a little bit of technology. We're not saying to scrap what you're doing. We're not saying to just quit doing those lunch and learns and, and quit doing the brokers opens and quit making your Monday calls. No, still do that. But why don't you just enhance through technology yeah. or better yet, I loved what you said when you're like the people that crush it, the mega producers who, who buy into your systems and your technology and your support, they have a lot of traditional business, but then they do some, some lead gen to enhance that. Like I did a whole entire um, course recently on what if, what if you didn't have to go wider, you just had to go deeper. What if, if, if 50 people referred you 50 closings last year, what if 20 of them referred you to, and the rest of the 30 still referred you one, you just increased your, your business by almost 50% just by going deeper. What's a great way to go deeper to be able to thank someone for their partnership by giving them a lead that you generated off a couple thousand dollar ad spend on a, on a monthly basis, even if that lead doesn't convert, but it was a human being with a pulse who is interested in buying a house and you're able to refer them to a realtor. Like these are things that people who are going next level, this is what they're doing. Exactly. And I have a feeling because you got me fired up. This is what you're, you're teaching. This is what you're coaching. And Michael, I'll ask you, is this what you meant when you talked about bridging the gap of relationship with technology? 100%. It's, it's taking, the, taking the salesperson uh, that has crushed it traditionally, that is just now getting to the point in their career where they're frustrated with the amount of change that's happening and don't know if they can keep up. It's taking that person and showing them, look, you're still the winner of tomorrow. Like you're the winner of yesterday. You may not be winning right now, but you're still the winner of tomorrow. We just got to inject this technology into your, your 
personality, your business, you know, whatever, uh, in order to, in order to get you there. Cool. So here's my tie down on my takeaway for, for, for today's episode. If you are strictly online, that is not going to work for you going forward. You have to start shifting and diversifying and start looking at building real relationships. If you're nothing but relational and you want better, you want more, you want diversification. You have to start looking at leveraging technology, starting with your database. If you don't have one, starting with marketing to your database, obviously Kyle Draper is on and utilizing video and so many of the other tips, tricks, and tactics that we are taught to do. But you should also, at one point, once you dominate that database space, look at running some traditional ads, look at copying what works for, for Zillow and what works for lending tree and what works for rocket and incorporate that on a very small scale for you. Um, even if it's just retargeting people who already know you so that you can get more from them. It's that opportunity to get deeper. hundred percent. All right. So Mike, can I ask you this? It can, can I count on you to come back and instead of doing a podcast, you're gonna do something for the TLOP community and we're gonna feature you and you're gonna do something exclusively for us where we can work on the content, but I want you to teach these, the loan officers who tune in, I want, you, I want you to teach them how they can, like best practices, whether it's with Google, whether it's with Facebook, how they can put a little bit of money into their marketing budget to enhance what is already working for them. Can we have you on? 100%, I'd awesome. love to. Uh, if people wanna get a hold of you, what's the best way to reach you, to connect with you so they can ask you all the questions that they probably have right now? Yeah, um, well, any, to connect with me directly, uh, my email address is michael at empowerlo.com. I love hearing from loan officer sales professionals, just anybody that's hungry to grow. Um, if you wanna connect with my team to figure out more about what we do and whether or not it's a good fit for you, we actually uh, have a TLOP exclusive page and offer. Um, so just head over to empowerlo.com slash TLOP. Oh, wow. Empowerlo.com slash T-L-O-P. Yep. Stands for the Loan Officer Podcast, by the way. Yep. Very cool. Michael, thank you so much for all of your time. He's Mike McAllister. I'm Dustin Owen. You have just tuned in to the most recent episode of the Loan Officer Podcast. We thank you for tuning in and we look forward to catching you on the next episode. Peace. Peace.